You're listening to The Doctor's Companion, brought to you by InStockTrades.com and DCBService.com. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of The Doctor's Companion. I'm Scott Corelli. And I'm Cassandra Fredrickson. Uh, today on the show, we're going to be talking about the third Doctor story, if you want to call it that, The Mutants. Uh, but before we do, I guess we should talk about the background and significance of The Mutants, which isn't much. Uh, the biggest thing is that this is Bob Baker and Dave Martin's second story after The Claws of Axis. Woo! Which uh, apparently uh, Barry Letts was really into. He was like, "Yeah, this is uh, this is this is good. This is good. Let's uh, let's keep this going." Because um, apparently, I don't know. Apparently, like uh, uh, Letts and uh, what, what was the other guy's name? Uh, Terrence um, Dix. Yeah, Terrence Dix really love these guys. Like, <laughs> they think they're awesome. And I'm like, "Have you seen their stories?" <laughs> um, but uh, but but yeah, so they they really like them, and so they brought them back and offered them a six parter, which is a huge mistake, because um, you need to be really good to pull off a six parter. And Claws of Access is a lot of things, but good is not one of them. Um, so uh, so they came back, and they decided that they were going to do a story that was about the. Uh, uh, British colonization of South Africa um, and all of the uh, stuff that was going on with that in the early 70s. Uh, so they do this story um, called The Mutants <laughs> in which uh, a lot of things happen that are very similar. Um, it's supposed to be some sort of commentary, but the problem that a- occurred was that they wrote this script that was heavy on the political agenda and their director, Christopher Barry, who's a great director, um, came in and looked at their script and said, yeah, I'm not, I'm not really interested in any of this, so <laughs> I'm not going to do it. <laughs> um, instead, I'm going to bulk up all the sci-fi elements uh, with these like mutant creatures, and, and I'm going to talk about this, uh, this jerk guy that runs the space station, and uh, we're going to roll with that. Um, so he did do that but he didn't really rewrite the script he just you know directed around it (laughs) i guess and if you're wondering what that looks like it's not great uh it's a story that's very confused (laughs) about what it's doing um and where it is in any given moment uh the mutants is a lot like hanging out with a senile grandparent (laughs) what it's a lot like hanging out with a senile grandparent because it doesn't really know what it is or where it is at any given moment. Oh, um, that's and you have sad. to keep reminding it that it's a Doctor Who story, but it it's not interested in that. Oh. And it keeps, you know, calling you your dad's name. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, it's not a good story oh is what God. I'm saying. <laughs> um, it's not fun. 
it's not fun. Uh, but really, that's it for background significance. There's, like I said, there's not a whole lot. Um, so that's uh, that's 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 that for the mutants. Um, before we talk about the story itself, I want to remind you guys that we are sponsored by DCBService.com, which is the site that lets you pre-order all your monthly comic books and collectibles at discount your local comic book shop just can't compete with. Use DCBS to place your orders two months in advance and get discounts of 40% off and special discounts up to 50% off. So place an order as big or small as you like and ship monthly, bi-weekly, or weekly with flat rate shipping for only six ninety five every time an order goes out. So thanks to DCBService.com. Uh, go there and uh, pre-order all of the Titan Doctor Who comics that are coming out. Because there's, there's, there's a 10th Doctor one, an 11th Doctor one, and now a 12th Doctor one. Um, all, uh, all coming soon from Titan Books. Uh, so go check that out at DCBService.com. Also in StockTrades.com, their sister site, where you can purchase any hardcover or paperback graphic novel collection that's currently in print at massive discounts of 25 to 45% off. And if that's not good enough for you, check back on Wednesdays for new release specials of 50% off every single week. And remember, all orders over $50 get free shipping. So thanks to InStockTrades.com. Which brings us to the mutants. Yes. Uh, <laughs> Cassandra, uh, what are your overall thoughts on this story? Oh God! <laughs> um, that about covers yep. it. Yep. <laughs> See you next week. Uh, <laughs> but um, wow, my mic is really loud. Um, no, but it's not good. <laughs> it's it's like just straight up not good. I. I don't know. I watched it earlier, and I've already seen it once, and to be honest, it was kind of painful. Like, the first episode isn't that bad, and then it just keeps going for, like, two hours. Yeah, it does. <laughs> yeah, it does. Um, And I'm not a big Bob Baker, Dave Martin fan, like, in my personal opinion, like, all of their stuff is just, like, crap. So, um, Christopher Barry's a good director, but, like, he really shines when he has good material, mm-hmm. and this is not good material, so. Mm-hmm. And I just don't think it's material that he was, he really wanted to direct. No. Like, you can tell uh, he's kind of, like, phoning it in a little. Yeah. Although it's funny because uh, I do like the creature design of the half mutated mutants. Um, And I do like the, I think the sets are pretty well put together. Um, But that's, uh, I don't know. That's sort of a Christopher Berry staple, I guess. Yeah. I mean, you know, this is the guy that did brain of Morbius. The guy knows how to dress a set. Yeah, Um, exactly. So, you know, at least at least from that perspective, it's not like ugly to look at. Uh, so that's good. But that can only take you so far. Yeah, like the caves are kind of cool and like, I don't know, good, good things. Um, the third doctor. I love the third doctor. Yeah, I love Joe. Um, Although I found myself keep I kept forgetting that they were in this like. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, because they would just disappear for a little while. And then they would come back and I'd be like, oh, right. There's a reason I'm watching this. It was really uh, funny because, um, like, maybe it's just because I've watched so much Classic Who. But, like, you know that part where 
like Joe is separated from the doctor and she's in the caves and then there's like that weird little skirmish with the Kai mm-hmm. dude and he's like back ye demons whatever and like Joe is like tripping on acid and so like she leaves just as the doctor shows up and I'm like oh they're keeping them separated still I can see mm-hmm. what you're up to and I'm like oh I'm not immersed in the story at all if I'm picking apart its tropes like it's really unfortunate yeah um alright so to give a quick rundown of what the story is <laughs> Because uh, it's really it. not—it's really <laughs> not that complicated for something that takes six episodes. Um, so basically, the Time Lords send. Uh, although we never see them, but the Time Lords send um, Joe and the Doctor to uh, this planet, uh, Solos, where the Earth Empire is uh, taking over the planet and planning on terraforming it uh for humans um because the humans they can't walk outside without these like mask things um that just looks like they have like i don't know like a like a saucer dish on their face it really looks just looks like they're holding a bowl to their face yeah it looks like a tiny little pasta strainer on their face it's really funny (laughs) yeah um so uh so so they're planning on terraforming it so that the humans can take over but if they do that the uh natives um will die but the guy that's running the place the marshal uh is just like eh, i don't really care like they're 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 mutts he calls them mutts um and they have it, it doesn't matter uh he just wants to take over the planet and whatever like who cares they're animals um so uh, obviously there's a civil war going on um as you know, there are in like uh, what forty five percent of all classic Who stories. I would um, say quite a few involve some sort of war or civil, civil and or otherwise. Yeah. Um. And uh, so, so there's a war between um the 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 natives and uh and the uh, human empire um who are trying to take over the planet. And the natives have this like crazy long lifespan, um, just because of how like it has something to do with how long it takes the planet to go around the sun or something like that. And for some reason, they can survive longer than other people. Um, but as part of their lifespan, they mutate throughout their lifespan, and. Uh, they have their these people are like mutating into these monsters because it's like being disrupted somehow. So they're turning into these monsters when really they're supposed to like continue mutating and turn into like this other thing. Um, but they're getting stuck in this mutated monster form, um, which I assume is why the marshal doesn't like them so much. Um, but uh, yeah, so the doctor is like, eh, you guys are wrong and 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 these guys are right uh because that's what he does. He always roots for the underdog. <laughs> um and uh and uh eventually they figure out how to uh fix the mutation process and the mutant leader um who ter- finishes his mutation and turns into this like tele tele telepathic angel thing. Um, that shoots out rainbow lasers. Uh, he pretty and, much turns into like a god, like a deity. 
Yeah. Like, he's telepathic. He is, like, fabulous. And he just, like... <laughs> he is fabulous. Disintegrates people. Yeah. And I'm like, it's, it's kind of a, It's kind of a, a original Star Trek kind of idea. Yeah. Um, where, like, these, like, cave-dwelling, uh, like, mutts... Um, as they, as, as the marshal calls them, these cave dwelling mutts turn into this all powerful, almighty deity. Um, very Star Trek-y, mm-hmm. um, very Roddenberry kind of idea. Um, but, uh, but yeah, uh, which, which means it's not good because Roddenberry <laughs> for all the good that he brought in creating Star Trek, he wasn't the best storyteller. Um, also, this story has too much conflict for him to like it. Um, <laughs> but anyway, uh, yeah. So, so it turns he turns into the deity. He he rainbow zaps the marshal, um, disintegrating him, and then goes off on his merry way. And uh, and and the doctor and uh, uh, Joe are they they leave and leave behind uh, these people who are going to help all of the uh, natives in their mutation process so they can all turn into the all-powerful rainbow angel uh, thing. So <laughs> that's uh, that's the mutants. That's what happens. Um, it's not good. It's not good. No. Um, it's, it's not. And I told you the whole story of this whole thing uh, in – what was that? Five minutes? Max, like five minutes max. Yeah, and uh, this was two and a half hours. <laughs> so that tells you how much they were stretching for time. Yep. Um. Also, there's a black guy in this named Cotton. That's a problem. <laughs> that is a huge problem. It's really cool that they cast a black guy in the first place. Uh, a South African, I'm fairly certain. Yeah, he um, sounds South South African, which is actually like because the whole like political underleanings of this were like reactions mm-hmm. to apartheid. So I'm just like, oh hey, I see what you're doing, because he like mm-hmm. becomes like leader of the sky base or whatever at the right. end. So I'm like, cool, subverting the expectations and future, yay. Um, so in that regard, it's super Star Trekky, which is kind of cool. But he mm-hmm. does not have any character at all. Like he just pals around with that other guy. Yeah. Um, I mean, you know, watching it, uh, the only character I could decipher is the character of not acting particularly well, because <laughs> um, <laughs> he's uh, struggling to say the least. Um, my guess is they like cast a native South african Mm -hmm. like for this and he probably wasn't an actor um that's that would be my guess yeah because he just seemed uncomfortable all the time (laughs) um like he was just being told what to do like right before the cameras start rolling you know yeah um i just couldn't shake that vibe the whole time um but yeah it's it's just (sighs) six episodes really come on this is this is six episodes. I just Ugh. I just feel bad for the people who like watched it live or like watched Doctor Who in order because the next one is the Time Monster after oh this. My God. And I'm just is that like, so? And that's another sixer, right? Yeah. Yeah. So that's twelve weeks with another like time. weird 
rainbow flying. Oh yeah, thing. right. So I don't was know. that a was that was that a theme this season? Possibly season nine. <laughs> was that a theme? Uh, what was the one right before this? Curse of Peladin. Right. <laughs> How do you go from curse of? No, it was um the sea devils, which is good. I like the sea devils. Oh right, okay. I'm looking at um production order. My bad. Uh, so yeah, sea devils. No deities in the sea devils. They're just sea devils. Okay. <laughs> I guess there's devils. Have so you seen something. the sea devils? I have not. Oh, I actually really. It's another sixer. Yeah, I've been saving it because I've heard that it's good. I like it. Uh, and I was running out of good Pertwee stories, uh. <laughs> so so now I'm like sitting on a couple. Yeah. Um, I'm sitting on three. I think. I think I'm sitting on dinosaur invasion of the dinosaurs, uh, sea devils, and um, carnival of monsters. Ooh. Those are the three I'm sitting on and nice. just waiting for them to pop up on the show because I don't want to. I don't want to lose all my Pertwee yeah. <laughs> and only be stuck with the bad stuff. I have to be honest, though, um, I as much as I like – like there's a few uh, – I'll, I'll call them off-campus, uh, <laughs> off-campus Pertwee stories <laughs> that, um, that I like, but they always feel off to me. Yeah. Like whenever he's not with unit, it just doesn't feel like I don't it just doesn't feel right. I don't know. I, I couldn't shake that feeling the whole time I was watching this. I was like, God, this just doesn't feel like a Pertwee story at all. Um, I well, Curse of Peladin is quote unquote off campus. I like that term. I think it's funny. Um <laughs> and my friend just watched it for the first time and he was like live blogging it on my Facebook feed. And I was like, yes, this is the best. Vicarious <laughs> Curse of Peloton. But I don't know. Cause I feel like after what, like two, three seasons of like unit, it gets kind of. Yeah. I mean, I guess that's true. I just, I don't know. I, um, I just, I think I just prefer unit part way mm-hmm. personally. Um, I like I, I do like Curse of Peladin, though. It's a good one. He's not bad in this. Like he no, he's not bad. Doctor. He just doesn't get to do anything cool. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Um, just give me all the sword fights. That's what yeah. I want. Or the or the shirtless wrestling. Sea devils. Um, sea devils. Oh yeah. Yeah. Awesome. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> um. So, uh, so yeah, I, I, I just, I love Pertwee. You know, I do, um, other than, you know, the episode and a half where she's passed out, I do really like Joe in this. Um, yeah. She's very, uh, comfortable in this. Yeah. And she kind of, um, I don't know. She takes initiative. Yeah. You can tell that she's growing as a character, which is nice. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so like Joe's really good in this and, um, I don't know. I mean, I guess that's it. I don't know. What else is there to talk about? What else happened in this? The the uh, the one guy, the uh, leader guy, um, the marshal. Yeah. He, I I swear, like I think that this, uh, like I would, I it wouldn't surprise me if there was some sort of fan fiction explaining that the marshal of Solos was the uh, pirate guy from that from that episode from uh uh the the pirate episode you know the yeah. um 
uh, where the, the, pirate the planet, planet pirate planet. Yeah, that's it. The planet with the, the pirates. Planet with um, the, the pirates. I could have sworn it was the same guy, but every once in a while, yeah, not. every like every once in a while, I'd be like, that's totally the same guy. And then mostly when he was outside, when he was shot on film, yeah, he looked like the pirate planet guy. He sounds like the pirate planet guy. He does. He does. You know what else bugs me about this uh, this time period though is um, because uh, Pertwee was like was getting his salt and pepper on um, in his <laughs> hair because like you know he, in the early seasons like he had like that mousy blonde hair where yeah. it was like starting to go gray but wasn't quite there yet. Mm-hmm. Here he has that uh, that salt and pepper hair. That looks gray when it's shot on video, but when they go to film, it's like black. Yeah, it's really weird. <laughs> I was just like, yeah, couldn't you lit it better or something so at least there was like some sort of continuity with his hair color? Um, that bugged me. That 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 uh, the pervasiveness of using like the film outside and the video inside, like sometimes it really like messes with stuff. Yeah, because um, there's two like just totally different technologies you know mm-hmm. yeah well scott there's radiation on the planet so it's gonna mess with the cameras oh right <laughs> right um i love that oh. it's like global warming and then like radiation like they're like yeah. oh yeah what what what's messing with all this stuff oh yeah radiation they don't understand yeah. radiation they just use it as like a blanket that's my favorite thing about doctor who <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I also I in my in my head um, there's that part in this where uh, the doctor teams up with that that guy and they're gonna go outside and uh, or go out into that cave and the guy is like you got to put on this suit because of the radiation and and uh, because like any human would die out there and he's mm-hmm. like and the doctor's just like any human yeah <laughs> but I'm not human so I'll you be said fine I was human. yeah and it's and it's what I love about it and what I, what I just imagine happened was that they wrote it originally that the doctor wore that thing and like Pertwee just came to set and was just like, no. I'm, I'm not, not wearing, wearing that. that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm not wearing that. <laughs> uh, I bought this shirt especially for this shoot. <laughs> I'm showing it off. Oh, I love when he's not wearing his jacket and he's just wearing the furry yes. shirt with the yes. tie. Oh, it's so good. <laughs> Oh, he's such a dandy. I love Pertwee, like, doing science in a frilly shirt. Yeah. Oh, it's the best. (laughs) Bring back the frilly shirt. I hope Peter Capaldi has a frilly shirt. If they're going, like, full Pertwee, I hope they have... He he better have a frilly shirt. (laughs) I'm for it. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yeah. And uh, speaking of Capaldi, uh, that's coming back on August 23rd. Is that... Like, it's all but confirmed, right? No, it is confirmed. Oh, it is? Okay. Yeah. Yeah, BBC confirmed it. Oh. Yeah, August 23rd. Um, so, uh, yeah, feature-length first episode. Ooh. Yeah, Deep Breath. That's what it's called. Um, which is uh, not a Doctor Who title, but a fun title. So, I like it as, like, a first Doctor story. Like, Deep Breath. Yeah. Yeah, I don't yeah. know. I like it. I like it as a regeneration story, uh, or I, a post-regeneration story. It's a um, it's a very Moffat title. It is a very Moffat title. Um, 
I hope that whoever takes over the show when he finally leaves, uh, I hope that they sort of return to the um, kind of like old fashioned Doctor Who titles because mm-hmm. I miss them. Um, but anyway, uh, so that's uh, that's the twenty third, um, and uh, we'll be we'll be we'll be starting up that week with the with the Brain Trust, uh, you and Nick. Um, yeah. I'm excited. That. Yeah, that should be episode 201. So we we are going to play it play our schedule a little fast and loose um going <laughs> forward uh cuz we only have uh three more episodes after this one um before uh I'm planning on switching to new who. Um but uh yeah, so we're just going to sort of play it by year and uh we'll probably come back in 2 weeks to do 10th planet. Okay. Um just to just to space it out, yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, so you and me will be do Tenth uh, Planet in two weeks, and then I'll be back with Nick to do Signs in the Library, Force of the Dead. <gasps> I'm so jealous. <laughs> you guys suck. <laughs> and then uh, uh, Brain Trust Celebration, um, which will be episode 200, where we're going to talk about the Matt Smith era, which um, I think is a good way to celebrate the 200th episode because the Matt Smith era is what started the show to begin with. So there you go. Yeah. We, uh, we started our first episode was, um, uh, our, though the first story that we covered on the show was, uh, end of time part one. So, um, Oh wow. Yeah. So we've been doing it since then. Yeah. And so, so it makes sense, I think to like kind of look back at the entirety of the Matt Smith era and, mm-hmm sort of take a look at it um so uh you and nick will be on the 200th episode we're gonna be doing that we're gonna be looking for emails so if you have emails uh for our 200th episode send that to uh tdc podcast at gmail.com and we will take a look at those um and answer them on the show or read them on the show whatever yeah whatever the case may be you guys should like i don't know ask us what our favorite Matt Smith episode is or comments sure. about the era or things you're excited about going forward. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, definitely. All of that stuff. Yeah. And, uh, and you don't have to necessarily keep it to the, to the Matt Smith era. That'll just be the, the sort of meat and potatoes of that episode. Yeah. Um, but, uh, feel free to send in anything. Um, but, uh, yeah, so that's the, that's the plan. So we'll be back in a couple of weeks to do 10th planet and then uh, Silence in the Library, Force of the Dead after that. And then the Brain Trust Celebration for the 200th episode. And then uh, New Who should be starting. So uh, very exciting. Very exciting time. Be excited. Yeah. New, new Doctor. Yeah. I, I, it's getting me like back into Doctor Who. That's good. I'm excited. That's good. Uh, have you started your uh, your 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 uh your run to the end like i the... have not i was going okay. to yesterday and then we got a cat so <laughs> oh, well fair enough that's fair yeah <laughs> all right well uh that's uh that's it for this week um short episode sorry everyone uh if you have thoughts you want to share on the mutants or or if you have comments for our 200th episode um, you can you can just find the post of this episode on the doctorscompanion.us and leave a comment if you don't want to if you won't don't want to send an email you can just leave a comment that works uh, but if you do want to send us an email again that email address is tdcpodcast at gmail.com uh, check out 
my other shows, which are numerous. Um, <laughs> check out uh, the Mind Robbers, which is the flagship podcast of uh, MindRobber.net. Uh, it's a podcast I do with uh, Matt, uh, who was the previous co-host of the show. Um, we talk about – we usually do a main topic. We do a movie pick. We do comics, and we just talk about whatever entertainment we've been consuming, and we kind of like take it apart from a writer's perspective and just look at it. And you know, I talk about directing a lot. Matt does less of that. Um, so uh, check out The Mind Robbers. Uh, also, The Mind Robbers Versus, which is the spinoff podcast of The Mind Robbers where we take a TV series we love or a series of TV series and uh, we break it apart episode by episode. We talk about two episodes of the show in each episode of the podcast um, and we sort of break it down. We look at theme. We look at uh, just like every little bit um, that we can to sort of like understand where they were coming from and whatnot and then we sort of give it a grade uh and uh we do that on the mind robbers versus we started with the dc animated universe um and then we moved on to veronica mars and now we are in we're doing the joss whedon quadfecta and we are uh in uh, buffy the vampire slayer town so we we're getting to the tail end of season two of buffy the vampire slayer and uh and then eventually we will move on to uh angel firefly and dollhouse um, all doing that on the minor reverses. Then, uh, I have a new podcast that I'm doing with Nick from this show. You would know him from the, uh, Russell T Davies era episodes. He's been, he's been doing those with me. Um, we are writing a screenplay together and, uh, we found that while we were writing the screenplay together, the first hour of our conversations on Skype had nothing to do with the screenplay. And we would just be sort of like shooting the shit about this and that. Um, and, uh, so we decided, uh, we should probably start recording this. So at least it's somewhat productive. Um, <laughs> so that's what, uh, that's what uh, the new podcast, not writing is, um, it's called not, not writing with Nick and Scott. Um, when we should be writing, we do that podcast instead. Uh, on the first episode, we talked about Trinity syndrome amongst a bunch of other things that just sort of came up in conversation. And then, uh, in the second episode, which just came out last week, um, uh, Nick kind of ran down the film Maleficent. Uh, we sort of <laughs> talked about that, uh, in which he talked, he, he only told me the first act of the movie. And then I guessed what the rest of the movie was. Oh, that's um, really funny. And got it right. <laughs> uh, <laughs> which, I was like, wow, I was kind of hoping I wouldn't be right. Uh, but the fact that I was right made me feel pretty good. Yeah. Um, so, uh, so check that out. Um, and, you know, even though those are sort of like the main things we talked about those in those, we talked about tons of other stuff in every episode. Just whatever sort of wherever the conversation takes us um, until we, we realize that we've been doing it for an hour and decide to get to work. Um, <laughs> so uh, so that's not writing. And that's also available on uh on mindrobber.net um and all of those obviously are available on itunes so check that out if you're on twitter follow at tdc podcast so you'll know the second a new episode of this show hits or you can follow our personal accounts i'm at scott corelli and cassandra is at dark hearted rose yes sir if you like the show do us a favor and leave us a review on itunes because uh, that really helps us out helps people find the show um i uh, we have we have returned to the uh to the doctor who search results oh um, good yeah when we switched uh servers 
uh, it lost the keywords. So I actually, oh. in, I uh, so like when you would search for Doctor Who, our podcast would not come up. Um, now, uh, now we're back in the search results because I added, uh, I added uh, your companion to Doctor Who into the title of the podcast. That's funny. Um, so now we, so now we come up. Uh, it, like we're like, uh, I think we're like tenth um, in the search results for Doctor Who and podcasts. That's not um, bad. No, not bad at all. Definitely not, especially when you keep scrolling and realize how many freaking Doctor Who podcasts there are. Yeah. Good lord. Um. So. Uh. So. So. Yeah. We're we're tenth, but uh, I would love to move up in that ranking. So, um, please leave us uh, some nice uh, five star reviews on iTunes, and that'll that'll help a lot. Um. Most importantly, though, uh, get out there and be our street team and tell people about the show. Um. You know, where if you if you're listening during the off season. You know, get out there and remind people uh, to to listen because new who's coming back, and you know that's our sort of our uh, 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 what what is that called in in television? The when when ratings um, sweeps. It's our sweeps. Oh. Um, <laughs> I was like prime time. No, <laughs> new new who is our sweeps. Um, so that's when we get a lot of our new listeners. That's when we get a lot of returning listeners who, who have sort of like put us, put us aside for a while because they're mm-hmm. not interested in classic who, um, so get out there and remind everybody that, uh, with new who comes new, uh, the doctor's companion. Um, so, uh, so do that and we'll be, we'll be back on a weekly schedule when new who hits and then, uh, hopefully we will not, uh, we will not, uh, go back to, uh, an abnormal schedule on the other side of new who. So tell, uh, tell everyone to, uh, to come back, come back to the show. Come back. We um, love you. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so next time, Cassandra and I will be back to talk about, uh, William Hartnell and the 10th planet, his regeneration story. Um, which is, uh, it's kind of fitting. Yeah, it is. Um, the first regeneration story. Yeah. Hey, <laughs> Uh, All right, so we're going to be back uh, to talk about that in a couple of weeks, and uh, we'll talk to you later. Bye. Bye.